Years ago, I had the most difficult conversation with a client that I've ever had to have in the course of my career. It was with a top executive from one of the biggest brands we were working with at VaynerMedia, a contemporary creative and media agency where I'm the CEO. The executive called me and asked if we could meet in Midtown Manhattan. She wanted to talk face to face. That day, an entry-level employee at my company had accidentally posted a tweet from the client's Twitter account thinking she was logged into her personal account. It was a very negative tweet about another agency that VaynerMedia was working with in support of the brand. To the world, it looked as if the brand had made disparaging comments about the other agency. It was a very quick meeting. The executive told me that she expected this to not happen again and asked me to put the proper protocols and systems in place to assure that. Then she said to me, the only way our company sees that we can move forward working together is if you fire the individual who posted that tweet. It took me about a hundredth of a second to think it through. I said to her, I can't do that. I had to be able to run my own business and make my own decisions about my employees. The executive had every ability to fire us if that's what she felt was necessary. But it had to be my decision what the ramifications of that tweet would be. She was surprised. That brand represented about 30% of our total revenue at the time. By the way, I'm gonna go right off the script, right off the bat, because I think all of you are expecting it, so let's just get it out of the way. When I tell you it was 30% of our revenue, let there be no confusion. I was plenty scared that this was gonna be the end and I would have to do a bunch of moves to really get us there, but it's a feeling I'll never forget and I'm glad I'm starting this book with that story because it talks about the things we don't talk about in business. I was mentally prepared for them to fire us, but at the time, I knew that we had just enough new business coming in where we could afford a year with no profit. I also had enough saved up that if we lost money that year, I was willing to help bridge the gap if needed. If we could weather that storm, it would be a clear indicator to our employees as to what we really value. This conversation was one of those interesting moments when you have to decide what you're going to stand for. We scheduled a call the next day and I stood my ground. Luckily, the client didn't fire us. Welcome to The Specifist. Specify your philosophy and life. Welcome everybody, this is The Specifist and I'm doing today a review on 12 and a half. It's a pretty good book. You just heard the introduction there. That was uh, part of the introduction. Tried to get it to clip with Audible, but for some reason it did not want to work, so I had to work around it a little bit. But um, I shared that particular clip because it's very important uh, in the context of things that I've talked about in the past and how our society is... uh, uh, hells holds people not to, to account for this, and it, it it goes a little too far sometimes. And so I want to go into this book. I want to go into each uh, emotional ingredient and and some depth and some degree of depth, and in a more structural kind of way than my typical episodes. So I'm using Backpack Studios for that. 
so that I can kind of um, look so I can kind of like use different the, the all the different pads to create just one segment and then put it on anchor and whatnot but anyways I hope you enjoyed this review this is gonna be this might be a bit long because there's a lot to, to kind of go over here I don't want to make it too long so I'll try and make it short but I will be going over these 13 or 12 and a half different ingredients going over what my halves are in general and we'll go into those a little bit more in depth kind candor so what is kind candor and uh where am i on this scale of kind candor in the first place right because this is where it all kind of comes into play here so kind candor is the ability to be honest but be kind with your honesty like you know, not necessarily to be brutally honest like you know if somebody asks you does his dress look fat you can be honest but also be kind at the same time like oh this dress makes you look a little bit fat but it's not that big a deal you know well maybe that's not too maybe that's too uh, honest but you know what i mean like you you try and find a balance between being too kind and too honest um so I find myself going on these extremes where, and this is something that I think we all have to figure out. Um, this is something that I've noticed myself, and I might make a deeper episode on this bit. When I've really come to see and notice, especially at first, is that when you begin on on something on trying to improve something you will kind of find yourself on extremes at first like for instance if you're if you're trying to um, create more boundaries for yourself at first what's going to happen is you might not know how to do that so you might o- overdo it or underdo it to where you you, you go oh i don't need boundaries or you, you you go oh just 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 screw everybody you know mess fuck everybody and Everybody's annoying in this case and whatnot, right? Uh, but then you you learn from doing that, and then you go, "Oh, maybe that was too extreme," and then you go a little bit less extreme. It's kind of like a wave, right? You have a wave; it may be very strong at first, but then it kind of starts to uh, get less and less strong, and you eventually reach a point where it's like you start to not be as extreme in your positioning as you were. Kind of like a seesaw as well like if you or like something like a seesaw uh you know if you um you got tipped in too much into one direction you can find yourself all imbalanced and whatnot so in this case i've been to the extremes of both right i've been to the extremes of kindness where it's like oh i don't want to I don't want to trigger anybody. I don't want to be seen as the bad guy in this kind of situation. But then I got out of that and I went to the extremes of candor where it's like, oh, yeah, fuck everybody. Everybody's just really annoying in this case. And they can all go fuck themselves and this kind of thing, right? And so you have to find a middle ground somehow. You have to figure that out yourself. That takes a little bit of self-awareness, which is another one which we'll be getting into. 
and it takes a little bit of uh, accountability. Like, oh, well, that was too extreme. That was my fault. I should not have gone that extreme. It's, it's actually really interesting how a lot of these overlap in some ways. They, they, a lot of them kind of like interrelate because that one without another is not going to help you that much. You know, like if you just practice kind candor, you're not going to be self-aware enough actually to practice kind candor. Um, and so they all kind of like interrelate in that way. It's, it's very interesting. So what is to stop this one? put it in with the rest of the pads and begin the next ingredient gratitude gratitude is an interesting one here because so everybody always talks about gratitude everybody always talks about oh you should be grateful be grateful for this be grateful for that be grateful for all these things you know it's like all these things you should be grateful for right because grateful gratitude increases happiness it increases all these things um and i guess it's kind of true but a lot of people do get it, get it wrong when they when they talk about gratitude. And that's one of the things that he was actually talking about, which is really interesting, is that a lot of people are you know grateful for like their things that they have, and not the fact that they are alive and that their family it seems to be okay today and whatnot. You know, small things, but the things that are the most important. You know, because in my opinion, it's not even really about the happiness of gratitude. If you if you go around chasing happiness in life, you're going to eventually be disappointed, to be honest, because happiness does not last. Um, but at the same time, I understand the point of it. Um, but really, the point of gratitude is not, in my opinion, even really about happiness so much as, as it is about a non-victimized mentality why would a non uh, ungrateful mindset create a victimized mentality think about this way right what is the internet about lately it's about complaining it's about you know being triggered about everything oh i'm triggered because you know this politician did this and this politician didn't do what i wanted him to do and i'm, I'm mad and i'm annoyed that's that's victim mentality that's a complaint and that's exactly what ingratitude is not being grateful for what we have right now. Especially being in the West as we are. You know, so many people don't have what we have. You know, a shelter, water, clean water to drink every day. You know, like, to listen to this podcast means you have to have some kind of phone or computer that's a lot of things, but we take it all for damn granted, and we get, we become so ungrateful for what we have that we we lose sight of what we have. We lose sight of how amazing all the things that we have is. Um, and honestly, it's 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 a shame because because we're not grateful for these things. We don't wake up and smell the roses, and we go, "Oh my my life's so horrible. My life is." I'm so triggered by all these people around me. I need to, you know, you know, get mad at them and, and tweet at them and get angry more and more and more angry, more anger, more anger, more anger, more anger. That's that's what our culture is about right now. It's about just getting as angry as possible at everybody, being ungrateful for everything that we have. 
and wanting more. And I'm not saying that things are great, things are perfect, oh yeah, things are wonderful, but things are way better than you think they are. Um, you know, if you go to some third world country right now, so they're struggling with diseases, they're struggling with, you know, malaria, for instance. Um, 50 million people in the 21st century died from malaria. And most of those were from third world countries. Um, and now that's, you know, it's probably about the same now, almost. Probably going to be about the same because we, we've gotten malaria in, in this country, but they haven't. Um, and so we're so goddamn ungrateful as a country and as a, as the, as, um, developed countries. So, uh, not all, but many to where we, we, we forget what it took to get here and we, we forget what we have already. And we become greedy. It is in the end. It's not about, like, oh, I want more, 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 more. It's, it's more about like, oh, I don't have enough. I want more. I'm, I'm complaining because I don't have a new iPhone or a new laptop or a new, you know, we don't have the latest, you know, whatever it is. It's like, you have so many things right now. You know, there's a, there's a saying that I like. I think it's from Conversations with God. I think it might be volume three, volume two or volume three, which basically goes something like, um, I'm paraphrasing here, but it basically goes something like, you should allow yourself to live simply so that others can simply live. But we live so l luxurious and with so, so much lavishness. And uh, we live like kings, but because of that, nobody else can live very well. Because we take from all these other countries, all these other places. Um, and we're so ungrateful for it. Most of us are ungrateful for what we already have here. It's a, it's, it's a sad thing. It's, it's a sad thing. Um, it is what it is. You know, I'm grateful for what we have right now because we could be on the streets. We could be literally trying to kill to survive, like we're like people are doing in Africa and in more poverty-stricken countries, or like Russia and, and Ukraine. Ukraine right now is dealing with a lot of these problems. We're so ungrateful. It's, it's, it's sad. It's really sad. It, and, and the reason why I think, and I'll get into that, and, and eventually, is the lack of accountability that we have as a culture in the West. Which we'll, I'll get into that later. Patience. And by the way, I'm not doing this in any kind of order, like the book has it, and. Um, I'm just kind of doing it randomly whenever I feel like doing it, so. Patience is an interesting one, something I'm really starting to notice in a lot of people, that we don't have a lot of patience. And it makes us very, and this is, this is just my opinion, right? But it makes us very uh, prone to error, uh, inaccuracies, and uh, a lot of problems. You know, a lot of news organizations, for instance, fall into this problem where they like, oh, I would just, we want to get this story out now, 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 now. And it causes a lot of errors. It causes a lot of inaccuracies. It causes a lot of problems. Um, another, thing, another thing I've seen people do is where they will 
um, get ready to go somewhere. They will pack, but they will pack like a day before they, they get ready, before they have to leave, and then they, because of that, they, they lose track of uh, all kinds of things. And then like, oh my God, I forgot my toothbrush, I forgot this, I forgot that. And so you have to buy all that stuff while you're on vacation because you didn't pack properly, because you didn't pack like two, three days ahead. Um, this doesn't completely have to do with patience, but it has to do with, well, it has to do with self-awareness, which we'll get into in the, in the next one. I think I want to get into that one. And it has to do with patience as well, because a lot of people are impatient to go, and so they just are rushing around, go, 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 and they're not paying attention to what, what that's doing to their mind. It makes them more scatterbrained. It makes them less able to um, really... Uh, do things really well. It's it's not good. It's not good for your mind to, to rush like that all the time, um, because it, it helps you to you you lose track of what's really important when you do that. It's a big problem. We all face that problem. Um, it's something that I've actually gotten really good at not no, to uh, not doing. But when people are rushing around, sometimes you have no choice because people just don't know how to plan ahead sometimes. I'm talking about like when I when I know that I'm going on vacation somewhere, I like to know like at least a week beforehand so that I can pack like three, four days of just pure packing. Because otherwise you forget everything that you're packing. You know, you might just want to sit on the couch and watch television, but it might actually serve you better to pack first and to get a little bit of packing done each day until eventually you're done and you don't have to rush. You don't have to do any of that shit because you did it already. Um, it's self-awareness and patience and, and two uh, stones right there. <laughs> but I will be talking more about self-awareness as well. Um, you know, there's an episode from actualize.org like, I like called Be Fucking Patient because it's it's really something that we, we struggle with in society. You know, the society has this like idea that if you're if you're impatient, you can get things done more. But actually, if you're impatient, you, you actually mess up more. You are more irrational because your emotions are going to take over. You're you're less logical. You're less able to speak in a calm, um, tranquil manner, and you're going to fail to really get things done properly. So. That's all patience for you. That's patient in life. So, yeah, that's that's this particular segment. Self awareness. So, self awareness is an interesting one because it's something that I think we need more of in the society. Um, a lot of actually, because most people. Self-awareness is probably like a quarter, if not a half. If, if it's not a half, it's probably a quarter. Because a lot of people are, like, busy looking outwards. What I mean by looking outwards is they look at outward everybody else and they go, Oh, this is the problem with this person, this is the problem with that one person, this is the problem with everybody else. But they don't look at themselves and they go, Oh, wow, I didn't, I didn't do this here. Like I said, self-awareness and accountability really go hand in hand in this case, and I will be talking about that. I think that's probably going to be the next part of this, um, because honestly, when you when you talk about self-awareness, you have you can you have to talk about accountability. 
Um, oftentimes these two are not mixed, which is why I like this particular book, because it, it does talk about self-awareness. Yes, but it also talks about accountability, which is something that's very important. We need more accountability in life. It's something that we, we don't have a whole lot of. I don't exactly know what, what is happening with our society when it comes to accountability. It's, it's not good. It's not helpful. It's not healthy. And a very imbalanced society, which is you know, what happens when you have a lack of self-awareness. So what does it mean to be self-aware? So um, let's say you're, you're feeling tired, and, but you, you, you tell yourself, I want to get through this project, so I'm going to get it done right, right now anyways, right? But maybe you're not in the right mood, the right spirit for it right now, right? Um, that's a lack of self-awareness. You're not aware of how you're feeling right now. You're not aware of what's causing your tiredness. You're not aware that you are, might not be in the best mindset for it. You might be, because tiredness makes you more anger, angry, more anxious, more annoyed, you know, more emotional, um, typically speaking. And it's important to become more aware of oneself. I've, I've talked multiple times on many episodes in the past on how to do this and why you should do this and what's the point of doing this because it, it, it really is something that, that needs to be talked about more. And 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 uh, and then not and just just a uh, like a oh you need, we need to become more aware of yourself and your your body your body's a wonderful thing it's like yeah I guess that's true but I mean it's way more than that there's way more to go into this whole topic of self awareness is is so deep much deeper than most people go I could go into it in such a deep level that like. Uh, you would have a completely different idea about self-awareness than most people because most people's idea of self-awareness is very, um, I don't want to use the word shallow, but it's, it's very, uh, it's very small fry compared to where I go with it and where, where I've gone with these episodes with it as well. Um, and honestly, it, it, it could easily be a deep episode on its own because it is that important. Accountability. So ultimately, accountability is to be held accountable to. Like, you, if you make a mistake, you admit that you made a mistake. Or somebody else helps you, holds to account for making that mistake. Right? It's something that we, we are really, really lacking in this culture right now. We're, we're, we're seeing this problem where a lot of politicians are not held accountable to what they say and what they do. Left or right, it doesn't really matter. It's really bad. It's, it's really not good. But we're seeing a lot of that happen right now where it's, it's like, you're not going to be held accountable for what you say. It's not good. We, we've been having a, a very a strong craze lately of positive uh, psychology where it's like, oh, you know, we should be positive and we should think positive and we should, uh, and that's great. Uh, I, sorry, I don't mean positive psychology. That's, that's, that's actually another episode. Um, but we, we, have, we have a strong uh, craze towards, like, uh, kind of like self-affirmation 
but not such a strong grace for accountability, and that's causing a lot of problems, and is causing a lot of self, uh, a lot of lack of self awareness as well. And so people are getting triggered more and more and more because they don't understand what's wrong with themselves. They they can't they they're not held to account for their own bullshit, and they're not held to account for the lack of self awareness. So they need to become more aware. They need to become aware of what's happening to themselves. Um. And that's the problem is we don't have a whole lot of accountability in this in this culture anymore. It's it's about cancel culture, um, which is not about accountability, but it's about self affirmation. My tribe is the right tribe. My tribe is the correct tribe. And both sides kind of do this to a certain extent, but we're seeing a situation where you, you look around you and all you see is a, a bunch of people just crying to themselves. And getting annoyed about something the other side is doing. Um, but not holding to themselves account how they created their own problem. Um, I talked about this a little bit on my episode on conservatism versus uh, liberalism. How both sides are correct. But what I talked about is that the left created Trump. And the power that Trump had because they were so uh, up their own butts a lot of times that eventually Trump just came in and caused these problems and just started shaking up the system and started making people see what's really going on here. But then the, the right created Biden because they wouldn't they wouldn't stop talking about certain things that they were talking about and they wouldn't stop supporting Trump no matter what. And that's what I'm talking about, lack of, of accountability from the right. Not all of the right. Some of them were, but a lot of the hard Trump supporters were not doing it. And it was, like, uh, causing a lot of problems. Sure, you can talk about mail-in, for, for, for mail-in voting problems and whatnot. We can talk about that. That's another level where the left is not held to account for their own bullshit as well. But the right had their own problems, and they were not admitting how Trump was uh, causing part of those problems. It's it's not, you know, it's not good to be totally in support of one person or, or one party. This is why I don't support one party over another party. You might listen to my episodes and think, oh yeah, he must be right wing. Yeah, no, I'm not right wing. I criticize the right and the left because the, both of them are just insanely unaccountable and unaware of themselves and how their own bullshit works. It's not good. It's not helpful to anybody to be this unaccountable to themselves. You know, there has to be that person, you know, there's this, uh, like, this idea, like, if you just affirm your own belief systems... Consciously or unconsciously, it's going to be a good thing. It's going to improve your self-esteem. But that's actually not right because there's actually a thing called excessive excessive self-esteem where you have too much self-esteem and you become kind of more narcissistic and you become too egocentric. And that's what happens when you have lack of self-awareness. That's what happens when you have lack of esteem. A lot of problems to go over there, but... Um, yeah, that's a deep episode in itself.
curiosity. So curiosity is an interesting one because I think this is something that people are, I think to a certain extent, starting to get into depending on how aware you are and how, um, I guess how curious you are. It sounds a little contrary. God, sounds a little strange, but, um, but one thing I have noticed more of is that people are not curious of things that that don't confirm their particular belief system. Going back to self-awareness and accountability here, because this, these are very important parts of this. Um, so, the curiosity to know what is true is an interesting one, because it's something that I've been struggling to try and really figure out and, and do more of in my, my particular practices. Because honestly, we need more debt. We need more people who are just willing to know what is true without giving into your own biases. Like, oh no, what what the Democrats say are true, what the Republicans say are true. And it's like, yeah, maybe, but maybe not. Maybe there are some things that even the people that you believe in are saying that are wrong, that are false. Whatever those things are. And so curiosity is about not just like learning, looking up things about science, like, oh, the science says this or the science says that. And that can be kind of cool and useful too. Um, especially if you, at for one point, disagree, but it's also about being willing to step out of your comfort zone of uh, ideas that you agree with and believe in and, and, and looking at opposite and other ideas and going, could this also be true? That's that's how a scientist finds out. That's how a scientist can find out uh, something amazing and something new that we never would have expected because they, they said this to themselves. Could this also be true? And then they looked at it and they go, oh, wow, you know, maybe it is. Well, wow, it was. Or maybe it wasn't. You know, wow, it wasn't. You know, but, but they did that process anyways, despite all of this. Uh, you know, we we live now in a culture in a society where it's just you know clap back at each other like oh no you're wrong and you're wrong and you're wrong here and you're wrong and there and then they go back to you and they go no but you're wrong here and you're wrong there and you're wrong everywhere else and we're all wrong in some ways we can't have all of the pieces of the puzzle that that is life um, and we must become aware of this possibility, going back to self-awareness here, and accountability, um, as well as empathy, which we'll get into in a minute, and kindness and other things, but and humility especially. And we, we, we must realize that we don't have all these pieces of the puzzle and be willing to go beyond our puzzle someone else's puzzle maybe their puzzle is wrong too but maybe we can find some crucial pit bits of the information if we do this that's the point of uh, true curiosity in my opinion humility humility is the uh, willingness to um, humility is basically the idea that you uh, to, of being humbled of being um uh, one, one kind of example you might have from, of humility that I've really kind of embraced is the idea that we all stand on the shoulders of giants. What does this mean, right? 
All of our lives as we know it today are based on things that happened in the past. You know, like iPhones didn't just come out of nothing, Nick. They come from things from, like computer chips that were admitted before and things like this. So all of these things came way before. We all stand on the shoulders of giants and, and science and like if it, if it weren't for these things, we wouldn't have the life that we do now. We live like kings right now. It's amazing the way we live. But tell me people take it for granted. Going back to gratitude again, because um, it is an important one. But humility is about the opposite of humility is something that we do sometimes see where it's like, oh yeah, I did this. I'm the one who helped all of you. and I'm so um, amazing, aren't I? I'm so arrogant here. You know, there's so much arrogance going on there. And uh, we need to all learn to be humble when we are wrong. To, to be accountable to ourselves when we mis make mistake, not to blame ourselves like oh poor me I'm I'm the victim. Um, goes back into optimism which we'll get into in a minute. I'm the victim here. I'm the uh, I'm the problem. You know, I'm I'm oh no I made a mistake. I feel so bad. I'm a, I'm such a failure. I'm I'm gonna dwell upon this now. I'm going to you know just decide to lay down and die now because I made all these mistakes and. That kind of thing. That doesn't doesn't really help you. It doesn't really help anybody here in this situation. To be honest. So your humility is directly proportional to, to. So think of it this way, right? This is the way that I think about it, right? So if you are less humble, if your very self is threatened, if you make a mistake, or if you are wrong or if your political beliefs or any beliefs are are uh, questioned in any way um, you know does that give you the chance to correct them if you are wrong later especially if you are wrong and you find out that you are wrong are you going to to tell people or are you going to just double down on your wrongness on your inaccuracies you know the more humble you are as a person the more you can fully admit where you are in this case and where how you messed up and how you didn't get it right and it's not about being right in my opinion um and honestly the, the most that i've ever learned is when i've gotten some, some things wrong and then people pointed some things out and i, I figured it out and I got things right because I was able to correct because I was I shared things with you and I made mistakes and I explained things. That's how you learn. That's what it's all about. Going back to curiosity here, because curiosity is a big part of this whole stuff. Um, and the willingness to admit to yourself and and become self-aware enough to yourself to admit and notice when you made a mistake and when you didn't act your best way, um, you know, whatever it might have been. That's that's humility, and that's the, the beauty and amazing part of humility. Empathy and kindness. So, I'm merging these two because they're very similar, honestly, and I'm merging tenacity and ambition because they're very similar. A lot of these are, are somewhat similar in some ways. Um, these these two 
and tenacity and ambition for sure are the more similar things that uh, are on this list. So I think the basic, basic, basic difference between these two is that empathy is more inward innocence well kindness is more outward so what i mean by this is like if you think about it this way like empathy is like being aware of somebody's emotional state and taking that into account uh while cat kindness is <coughs> an act that might or might not come from an empathetic state of mind. So kindness is more of an action, while empathy is a kind of subjective measure <laughs> of uh, one's empathetic response. Um, two things that we are kind of lacking in some ways uh, either either it's lacking or it goes too far. I mean, by it's either lacking or it goes too far is like we have a situation where people are not empathetic and kind enough, and they're like, "Oh, you people are just dumb. You're stupid, and you you're all fat and stuff like this." Um, you have trolls online, things like this. But then you have the inverse, the other side of this, where it's like you're too kind and empathetic to where you don't want anyone to around you of your friends or whatever to uh, be hurt in any kind of way mentally or physically and there's there's a principle that's really important that's that's not taught enough and that should be really explained and understood to people it's called anti-fragility uh I'm not saying that you should hurt anybody, like, physically or mentally, but, you know, the, the, the tougher you can become, the more accountability you can have to yourself and, and others and the more self-awareness, the more anti-fragile they become, the more they can uh, bounce back and become stronger as a result. Um, which is why, like, the apparent-seeming contradiction between some of these, because they actually aren't complete contradictions what they really are are uh, missing links that are often missing you know, there's either a lack of one and a, and a too much of a strength or vice versa and that's typically what you see what you don't really see much of is where the uh, two basic contradictory ones are balanced like kindness and accountability so that you're getting both and you're able to be both at the same time because of like I said we accountability is like a a disease that people try and run away from like oh it hurts to be accountable to myself you know but if you're not accountable you know you, you won't ever fix things you won't ever change what's what's happening Think of it this way, right? If you make a mistake, you break your leg, but you feel no pain from it, 
Are you going to learn from whatever that was, whatever that mistake was? The answer is no. But if you feel the pain from it, you're going to be like, oh, man, that was a bad idea. Whatever it was that I did, I need to not do that next time, whatever it was. Not saying that breaking your leg is a mistake, but sometimes it can be caused by mistakes. And things like this. And so pain is a system to help you realize, oh, I made a mistake. Physical pain, mental pain is a bit different, but it could be used that way if you do it right, which most people don't really do it right anyways, but that's that's another sub- subject. Um, so, anyways, in this segment, and I'll go on the others. Ambition and tenacity. So I think these are these are basically the same thing in a lot of ways. If not, well, kind of like what I said about uh, empathy and kindness, they're very similar. And uh, that uh, ambition is like the inverse, the in, inward link. Oh, I want to get more success in this, or I want to do this or that or this. Um, or vice versa, you know, tenacity is where your determination to do those things and then you do them. You know, ambition is I want to make 10 episodes on this, these subjects. And then your tenacity is the determination to get through all of those episodes. So they basically go through the same motions. One is like an inner and one is like outer form of the same thing. So, <clears throat> this is why I put these two together as well. Um, so, I might actually make an episode about the problems with, with too much ambition, but that's, that's enough for this episode. Because you can, you can have too much ambition to where it's like you're not filling that with wisdom properly and, and it's not working right. But uh, that's another episode for another time. Um, so as far as this goes, you have to become aware, first of all, of when you are not. Because some people think that ambition over things like kindness and empathy is, is the way. But that's not the way, and that's part of the problem. That's what I'm really going into here, is that ambition and tenacity over kindness. Tenacity is basically just a strong determination um, to do something um, and then doing it. You know, when you have an ambition to meditate three hours a day, or even one hour a day most people sometimes I do this myself will just go oh yeah I want to do this and then they never do it because they get distracted by social media they get distracted by um, all these things in the world that they, that distract, distract, distract them the world is fulfilled with distractions because the world knows that the way to make money is to distract you um, what do you think? There's so many ads and so many social media companies right now. 
because they're all trying to strive for your attention because that gives them money. It gives them all money. This is uh, deep here. Um, no, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's not like I'm saying that they're doing this purposefully. Well, they are kind of doing this purposefully, but it, it's not even that they're doing it purposefully so much as it is that they purposefully or not have created a system that has um, fully taken advantage of the dopamine reward system, which has caused people to become addicted to it and caused people to constantly scroll, constantly scroll on their phones and, and, and whatnot. And so if you really want to get things done that you want to get done, you have to have the ambition to get those things done, but the tenacity to Stop scrolling on your phone all damn day long and get them done. Whatever it is. And that's just something that I am a half with to a certain extent because it's like... Not even really because of distractions, but because there's so many things that I want to try and do that I get kind of distracted by the things that I'm trying to do. Like I have things I want to read here and then I have times where I want to meditate but there's so many things that I want to do going back into patience and I'll get into what my haves are a little bit in the end conclusion part of this episode but there's so many of these things I have to do that you run into this problem of uh, becoming too scattered you're in too many places at once you ever heard the uh, expression Burning the candle, candle at both ends. This is why patience is important because um, it's easy to look at your progress and, and say, "Oh, this is a lack of progress." Go, 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 go. But that's not the right response, you know, because you're going to become too scattered. You're not going to be disciplined enough. It's something that's really something that we're seeing a lot of in today's world because we're so focused on social media we're so focused on because everything is so fast-paced in social media and things like this that we expect that to be true in reality when, it, when it's not going to be as true um so this goes back to patience as well <clears throat> and empathy and kindness and empathy and kindness for yourself as well I think that's something that can kind of be a little cliche to say, but it's still true. Accountability for yourself, yes, but empathy and kindness for yourself. Conviction. So, conviction is an interesting one. <clears throat> and this is something where people might get a little tripped up because they're like, well, what about humility? You just talked about humility... Like I said, there's a couple of con seeming contradictory ones, but actually they're not contradictory. What they really are are two opposites. Like what I mean here is that, so give me an example, right? If you want to uh, avoid doing something, if you want to like have a prescription for life, you don't want to like make one thing but not go after its opposite. You have to go after both at the same time. And what this means is that you have to have things like 
humility, but you can't have too much humility. You have to have conviction when it comes time to have certain convictions. Because otherwise, you become meek as milk water, as a, or meek as milk, or whatever. And when, when it would be time to stand up for your own values, you don't because you're too afraid, because you don't want to hurt other people's feelings. That's when the convictions come in. This is why that story in, in the beginning is so amazing to me. It's one of the most amazing stories that I've, that I've heard from this book because it's like, yes, like somebody we we need, we need some we need to finally decide to stop listening to the crowd sometimes and just do what we value because. Otherwise, we get the situation where we just go with the crowd. We don't make any waves. We're like, oh, no, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings here. It's like, yes, but I don't, and I'm not saying that you should hurt people's feelings, be mean and be a troll and all this other stuff. But at the same time, stand up for what you fucking believe in. Stand up for your value system. Because otherwise, your value system might be gone in a couple hundred years. Like, if everybody did what you did when it comes to your personal value system, and if they had something similar to your value system, your value system would be gone in, like, a couple of hundred years. So you need value, you need a conviction, but you also need humility to admit when your conviction got out of hand or when you, got, when you were wrong about something. Because too much conviction can also be a problem. Like, for instance, you can have a situation where you made a mistake, but instead of admitting you were wrong, which is humility, you know, kind of making that modesty clear and plain, and going back, that goes back, goes that goes back into self-awareness as well. You double down on your convictions and say, "No, you're wrong. Your your source was wrong, and your whatever it was that you are actually wrong about." And they were right about, right? This is why both are on here, in my opinion. One of the reasons, because you have to have both, otherwise you get the situation where you become too arrogant, you become too egotistical. Um, and so we need both. We need to become aware uh, of times to be, to have to stand up for our convictions, but have times where we admit our humility and admit like we don't know all the pieces to the puzzle and this is why I, I like this book because there's a lot of these um, that seem opposite but aren't you know kindness may seem to be opposite from things like accountability but it's not it's just a, a way for you to balance that kindness with more wisdom more a more wise response uh, otherwise, you get the situation where you're where you're too imbalanced, and it and it causes a lot of problems for you, because you're not able to admit to that person or yourself that that person was the one who should be held accountable, or yourself should be the one held accountable, or whatever. And that's where these that's why these contradictions, seeming contradictions, exist in this book. Optimism. So, 
as far as optimism goes on this one, I kind of find myself kind of not completely agreeing. I actually agree with more of a neutralizing uh, force um, for multiple reasons. Because, and but but then again, it goes back to the whole contradictory part of this. So, I think there is a certain certain problem that we're running into right now where people are becoming too optimistic um, or they're, they're get, becoming too negative as well. That's another problem that's, that's happening. Um, and both are not good. They're not, they're, they're not helping you. They're not helping you become wiser. They're not helping you understand what's really happening in the world right now, things like this. So, <clears throat> we have this, um, I don't really like the word toxic, but sort of toxic toxic positivity going on where it's like you know if you're if you're sad just think happy thoughts you know that you know you know that's not really the solution to be honest with you i think the solution is to realize understand that your emotions are not to be trusted so many people trust their emotions and it's not good it causes them a lot of problems um this is this is a deeper episode that I want to go into actually because this is a big problem that we're facing where people are like self-validating they're becoming way too infatuated with this self-validation culture and it's not helping us it's not helping us become more accountable and it's not helping us become more aware of ourselves and our own problems. And these problems that we're dealing with. We got this new thing. We got these, this uh, thing called body positivity, for instance. Where it's like, you know, we should... Um, expose people to more obese bodies. And that obese bodies are fine and natural and, you know, loving and you should love the obese body that you have. And and I'm not saying that you should, you should like, put yourself down for having a, ba- a fat body. But the problem is that a lot of these, like, self-affirming uh, ideals keep you from becoming accountable to yourself for these mistakes. It's not about beating, beating yourself up. It's not about going, oh, I'm such a failure, I'm so fat. It's about recognizing what happened. You know, emotions cannot be trusted. If anybody tries to self-validate you by saying, oh, your feelings are valid, they're wrong. Your feelings are not valid. Now, no, your feelings are important. Um, and what that means is that your feelings are an expression of what you're current state of mind and, and uh, emotions are. But that's the only validity that your feelings have. Your feelings do not re- represent reality. But we're getting this culture where that's what we're getting. People are like, oh, your feelings are valid. If, I, if you feel like you're this gender, then you're this gender. And I'm not saying that you're not. But the problem is that you know, there's a certain level you get to where it's like you cannot just keep going that way. Like, if you feel like being fat, then you're fat. 
you know, but the problem is that you're not held, holding yourself to account. You're not holding other people to account. And uh, I'm not saying be mean about being fat or about others being fat. I'm saying be honest, be aware of what's happening without being mean. Be kind, be empathetic, be understanding, but be accountable to yourself. It's not really about being accountable to others. That, that can be a useful part of this as well, but it's really more about being accountable to yourself. Uh. We can see, see most people are, are uh, pointing this outwards, where they're like, oh, you're not accountable to yourself. You're a hypocrite. You're, and then they point at everybody else and, and instead of themselves. That's not what I'm talking about here. That's a lack of self-awareness. That's, that's hypocrisy. Because can you can you cast the first stone? You know, there's a, a, a sort of saying in the Bible. Can you cast the first stone? It was a... I, I believe it was actually Jesus that was a, that said this. They were... Uh, they went to Jesus because of some uh, prostitute or something. And they're like, yeah, we should cast stones at this person because the Bible tells people to cast stones at people that are bad or whatever. <coughs> and Jesus was like, who, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but who can actually cast the first stone here? Who among you has no sin? And that's the point. We Everybody points their finger at everybody else. When it's you that you should be pointing your finger at. You're, you're the one who should be holding yourself accountable. If, if you don't hold yourself accountable, nobody else will. And that's what we get. We get this self-validating culture. Oh, your feelings are valid. Your emotions should be trusted. Your feelings are your guides. And it's like, yeah, but that's not, that's not actually true. And your feelings are not as valid as you think. You know, when you self-validate people, you don't hold them to account. You don't let, you don't help them become more aware of themselves. You don't teach them self-awareness. Because think of it that's what, right? So, let's say you have a person who um, constantly judges somebody else. Conscious, constantly, constantly judges other people. But then feels as if he doesn't actually judge people. That's a lack of self-awareness. His feelings, in that case, is not valid. Your feelings are not valid. Your feelings are only important in the context of finding out what your mind is thinking. That's the only point that your feelings have. That's the only thing that your feelings should be telling you. Your feelings are not to tell you what you what your um, what is true. Feelings aren't telling you what is true. Feelings are telling you what your mind is telling you. Consciously or unconsciously. Um, and it's sad. It, it leads all these people astray into these, like, kind of more narcissistic little bubbles where it's just like, oh, you should just trust your feelings, trust your intuitions. All oh, these things are valid. It's like... In a sense, they're valid, but not, they're only valid in the sense of, like, what are they telling you about what the mind is thinking? Whatever emotion you're having, that's that's what your mind is thinking. 
look to that and then look to your mind to see whether that confirms or denies it. And typically speaking, it does. And when it doesn't, it's because the mind is, the, th- the, the thinking level that is uh, affecting these emotions are kind of more unconscious. You have to go deeper. Which is what self-awareness is about. Going beyond the labels, too, by the way. There's a an episode I did a while back. I might actually do a deeper dive on this because it's something that I'm starting to notice a lot more of. But basically what you have to do is you have to go beyond these labels of something like, oh, this person's bad, this person's annoying. Yeah, Go beyond those labels, those, be, those eventual labels, because there's sub-labels beyond that that are getting you deeper into your own rule book about somebody and about yourself. So, optimism is not about like this kind of toxic positivity where it's like, oh, your feelings are valid, and you know if you're if you're uh, feeling negative thoughts or thinking negative thoughts, you should think only positive thoughts. I think optimism needs to be balanced with accountability and self awareness and and a, an ability to know. The difference between your emotional state and what is reality. So a lot of a lot of people make this mistake. It's actually kind of, kind of uh, I think it's actually a cognitive distortion. Basically, what happens is that people feel as if feel depressed, and then they make the statement that says, "My life is horrible. I'm a failure." You know, because they think that what they feel is what's actually true, but that's not what's true. That's what they feel. That's not what's true in the sense of that's what you think it means. It is what it is what's true in the sense of that's what your mind is thinking, but that's not what's true in reality. You're not just one thing called failure. You may have failed one time, but you don't always fail at everything. Your mind just tells you that because it's trying to mirror in reality what it feels. That's why self-awareness is important. Um, self-understanding, I think, would be a better word in some ways, actually, because self-awareness is kind of overused lately, but it is down to basically the same thing. So, make a conclusion in, the, in this episode. So, overall, I think this book is really good, um, especially for, like, the beginning student and these kinds of things. Now, if you're deeper into this kind of work, it's it's not as useful, but it can still have some usefulness. So, um, you might be wondering, where, what is my halves and these 12 and a halves, these 13 ingredients of kind, candor, optimism, curiosity, gratitude, um, Conviction, you know, all these different ones that exist, you know, tenacity, uh, ambition, kindness, empathy. Um, what was the other ones? Self awareness. Optimism? Did I say optimism? Gratitude? I don't know. Anyways, so what are my haves in this?
that I think are important. So, I think the, the interesting part of this is that your, your halves aren't usually always going to be the same. I see a lot of personality typing systems. What they like to do is they like to like make things real rigid. Like, oh, your personality is X, but it is never Y. You know, if your personality is Y, then it is never X. But that's not how personalities work. Personalities are changing. You know, that's what personalities do. They change to a certain extent. I mean, sure, there are certain set points. <coughs> but... They, they, they do change over time. And so, one of the ones I've noticed more of is uh, a lack of patience in certain situations. I've, I've been able to notice what happens when you become more impatient. And I always thought I was pretty patient. I'm, I'm, I'm patient, but I'm, it's probably more like a, uh, a quarter and a half. It's like a 0.75 instead of a 0.5. Instead of 50%, it's 75%. Or 60% because it's like there, but it's kind of like one of those things where you you have moments in life. So the thing about this too that I've noticed, um, I didn't really go into this because it's not as relevant, but the thing that I really noticed about any of this stuff is that you may have more of one ingredient in one moment and less of that same ingredient in a different moment. Um, you may have a bunch of patience when it comes to your, your work, your podcasting, or whatever it is that you do, but not enough patience when it comes to your family, your emotions, whatever it is. Um, it's important to point that out because it's, it's easy to look at just one element of your life and go, oh, yeah, I'm really patient. But then you don't look at when you're impatient with your wife or you're impatient with your your dog or your cat or whatever. <coughs> and so you become unaware. That's why self-awareness is important here. And honestly, when it comes to this to- topic of self-awareness, it can't go deep enough. There's, there's no end to this. <coughs> it is so deep in your life that the more you look into your self-awareness, the more you realize that you, you don't actually know how where you really are. You don't even know that much about yourself. And there's no end to it. It goes on and on and on and on and on. Um, but as far as self-awareness, it goes on pretty good. I'm mostly there, I guess. So the big ones, I suppose, would be patience, uh, so, like I said, there's there can be an extreme uh, osity between kindness, kindness, candor, and uh, too much candor, too much kindness, or too much candor. And this, I don't know if that's really a half so much as it is like a uh, just a swinging swing that doesn't seem to want to stabilize sometimes. Uh, it's about finding balance between these ingredients. Like you can go too extreme with one and, and not extreme enough in another. Um, because without accountability, you can't really be self-aware. And without self-awareness, you can't really be accountable. 
so if you think you're self-aware but you're not accountable to yourself you're not self-aware at least not all all the way yet you know um the other one I guess could be tenacity as well because I'm not like I said there's it's easy to become distracted by all the things that you want to do that you don't focus on just one thing sometimes I think what we need to do more of is it as a uh, as people as just focus on one thing for a, a while not that you focus on that thing forever but just focus on that one thing for like an hour two hours you get more work done you get more that you can do that that way um, otherwise you get too scatterbrained and you become too distracted by <coughs> what's happening um, so I hope you enjoyed this little review this kind of was on request I actually did say something about doing this one I think in the beginning like a a while ago, but then I kind of forgot. I had to like do it all in a hurry because I'm just like, yeah. I mean, I have a good enough ideas about how to do this. So, anyways, I hope you enjoyed this one, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Go. Today. Examples of things you cherry pick. Note: Modify absolute backpack. Close. Activate default. Backpack. <coughs> Time recorded. Oops. Pause button. Excuse me.